This is the Timepieces History Podcast, brought to you by Gudrun Lorette, the expert in using modern marketing methods for the traditional heritage sector. Each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past in around 10 minutes. And now, here's today's show. Hello and welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. In today's penultimate episode of Season 3, we're looking at Rome and Chester. If you've enjoyed this season so far, please come and leave me a comment, either on the audio player that you're listening to this podcast on, uh, at Twitter, Gudrun Lorette, or over on my website, gudrunlorette.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can grab yourself a copy of this tr- episode transcript, show notes, and any useful links that I've got there. 90 miles from York, the conquering Roman army built a town and fortress at Chester, known as Deva Victrix at the time. The fortress was first built in the AD 70s by the Legio II Adiotrix, before being rebuilt soon after by the 20 Valeria Victrix. Like with the other fortresses we've looked at, a town sprung up around it quite quickly, and the largest known military amphitheatre in Britain was also constructed, which can still be visited today. It also has a shrine to Minerva, much like at Bath. The fortress at Chester had the usual buildings, baths, barracks and granaries, but it also contained an elliptical building, unfinished and with its purpose unknown. The most likely theory, though, is that it was intended as a headquarters for the Governor of Britain. Chester was an ideal location for a new fortress, as it had access to the sea via the River Dee. The site also allowed the Romans to separate the Brigantes in the north and the Ordovices in the west, as well as allowing them to control the Conovi, who traditionally governed the area around Deva. The name Deva, incidentally, comes from the words Dea or Diva for goddess, and the river itself was named for the goddess thought to inhabit it. The Victrix part, meaning victorious, was most likely from the legion stationed there. Chester comes from castrum, which means fort or army camp, plural castra. The site was the largest in Britain, covering 60 acres and with four entrances, one at each side. It was built in the traditional playing card style in a rectangular formation with rounded corners. Towers were placed at intervals around the perimeter of the fort and also as defences at the angles. The Principia, or headquarters building, for the legion commander, not the governor, would have been the most important and impressive of all the buildings, and the remaining offices and stores would have stood around a large courtyard. And what about the amphitheatre? Well, amphitheatres were a common sight throughout the Roman Empire. It was probably important for them to continue this tradition from home, particularly as the emperor or other dignitaries might come to town and need some entertainment. The amphitheatre at Deva would have served two purposes, for the military to use as a training ground and for hosting circuses and events. The first amphitheatre was built in the late 1st century AD and constructed quite close to the fortress, allowing easy access by the legionaries. Oval in shape, archaeologists have dug up only a small portion of it so far. Within the thick outer wall would have been a corridor connecting the entrances and allowing the spectators access to the stairs to the upper seating area. It's believed that the entrances that have been unearthed to date would have been used by the performers rather than the audience, and they slope down to where the sunken arena floor would have been. Evidence has also been found of stairs, which would have led to the arena staff offices. Also discovered was a door to a room which is no longer there. It's thought that this room contained a shrine to Nemesis, the goddess who decided the fate of each of the performers. By AD 120, the amphitheatre had sadly fallen into disuse, The 20 Valeria Victrix had been summoned north to help with the construction of Hadrian's Wall and had no use for training facilities so far away. 
In AD 275, Nemesis Shrine was restored, new paving was laid and the amphitheatre was fully functional until it was finally abandoned in AD 350, a few decades after the Romans left Britain. The amphitheatre site was used for various other structures after that, including a timber hall, a church and a crypt. For several hundred years it was a tip and a quarry, although in the 1200s houses were built on top. While it was long thought there had been an amphitheatre somewhere at Deva, it had been lost in time. However, in 1929, an amateur archaeologist bearing the rather fantastic moniker of W.J. Walrus Williams, yes, really, came across some large pieces of stone while digging out the grounds of a convent which had been built over the site of the amphitheatre. Full excavation was only completed in 1960. The outbreak of World War II had halted investigations and a Victorian house on the site also had to be demolished before access was possible. The English Heritage, who manage the site, don't give any indication of further excavation plans on their website, but it would be exciting to see what else remains of the amphitheatre. Thanks for listening. Please tune in on Thursday for our final episode and to find out what's coming up next, and let me know what you think of today's episode too. If you're looking for inspiration to promote your own heritage site, don't forget to grab a copy of my ebook. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.